This is Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. Our heart for you is that you would live like Jesus and share His love. Josh, I think this is episode 52. 52. I I was thinking too as well. Um, Yeah, we had had a week off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we were away and uh, listeners, viewers, we should have probably let you know. I know Haley put a post out and said something like in lieu of. Well, she did the blooper reel. Yeah, yeah, she did the blue peril, which was fun. Uh, well, and we didn't we didn't announce it because we didn't we weren't sure we weren't sure we we brought you had, gear you had gear yeah, yeah. Uh, there just wasn't a Mm-mm. a good window to actually do it for those of you that don't know yeah. last week we were at forty one hours which is a yep. conference that it used to be yearly it's been about a year and a half yeah maybe two years since we had mm-hmm. the last one mm-hmm. uh, but it's put on by the Great Lakes region of the Wesleyan Church mm-hmm. which we as Radiant Life we are a part of that region mm-hmm. uh, just really good time uh, not only of you know good material time of worship mm-hmm. uh, good good conversation to be had yeah, I man. I I was thoroughly blessed by the topic the content <laughs> that that was brought uh you know I, I always am but this year uh seemed particularly uh uh key and then it's just a good time with the team right? yeah Hanging out and, we uh, had you know uh see pastor john and Rasika rode with my wife and i down and back you know and you get about two and a half hours in the car and i had really great deep and meaningful conversations with pastor john and heard more of his story and you know, just got to listen to his heart for, for the cold water area. It was a great time just to ask a lot of questions. And, mm. and uh, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, and I agree. I think the content, I think our our pastor of pastors, Dr. Chris Conrad, led us so well. He just came back from sabbatical. Um, and I'll go ahead and give a shameless plug here. Um, check out Spirit Anointed Leadership mm. podcast with Dr. Chris Conrad. Um, it's a great podcast. I think we're about 90 episodes in right now and he interviews all kinds of different people. And, um, he just came back from sabbatical and the sabbatical really rocked him. Well, I felt like, again, and I haven't had, I haven't had one-on-one. I think you have, you've had conversations with Chris, right? But like, um, it felt like this 41 hours was an overflow of his sabbatical Mm -hmm. to all the pastors that came to 40, mm-hmm. 41 hours. So. Well, he was really speaking, I think, if ever everyone was listening carefully, there was just such a resonance, I felt like, mm-hmm. you know, with, with probably where pastors were. He's just talking about, you know, basically leading from a place of, of believing your direction, what God's calling you to do is good, and even seeing good fruit, even sensing the presence of God in the midst of it, but still being a little bit sideways to God's best for your life. Uh, he's a type a overworker kind of guy. And, um, well, you, you, if you watch spirit anointed leadership, you'll, you'll be able to catch up on some of this. Cause we're, we're just about now releasing some of those sabbatical mm-hmm. post sabbatical episodes, uh, which are fantastic. Pastor Ryan's been on, on that podcast. Uh, Josh and the rest of the staff have been on the podcast. I got to be, that one, I don't think that one's aired yet. Has it? It has. Oh, see, I was Just looking for that one. Not too long ago. It. Okay. Yeah, I could look at the air grid and tell you which okay. episode it is. But um, yeah, so we've all been a part of that podcast and it's a it's a good, it's a good podcast. Dr. Jay Fowler, who was one of the speakers mm. who opened up with that, I felt like that was my favorite session. That emo- the emotional funnel? Yeah. yeah. I've already reached out to Jay, uh, Father Jay, and I'm going to ask him if we can, if I can film that in some way. 
Oh, I want to film that. And I know he said he he. It was another uh, colleague of his that came up with this whole thing. But I just when I watched, I thought this kind of visualization. I felt like if we would have had sixty minutes to maybe ninety minutes, and it could have been unpacked even more. Um, I felt like that could have been really that could be very very valuable. Well, it, it's a good tool for self insight mm-hmm. and awareness, yeah. um, but also yeah. just as you as you shepherd people. Yes. Like, oh, like are they stuck? And this won't make any sense to you. Yeah. You've not seeing the emotion. Yeah. Like, hey, if I'm stuck in these top two yeah. sections of the funnel. Yeah. Uh, Spinning my wheels. Yeah. 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 No, so it was really good, and that's why we did not uh, shoot an episode last week. Yeah. Uh, but last week, obviously, the message Pastor Ryan kicked off. We are radiant life. Mm -hmm. just a two-part series it is part one last Mm -hmm. week and then yesterday was part two which Mm -hmm. we'll get into here a little bit today yes but uh while we were at 41 hours yes uh and we've been there before many times there's a a phenomenal coffee shop third wave shop uh, in in naperville is it naperville or napersville naperville naperville i think i say it wrong it's named after a gentleman by the name of tom naper yeah look at you yeah history and everything man. i saw it on the side of a building when okay. I was walking I was down like, street. <laughs> uh, there's nothing special i was like man you're doing the research and everything no, All right, no but so. this shop is called sparrow coffee let's see if we can get in here with some i gotta get behind the thing i'm going the wrong way I'll get it. It's Whatever. cool. It's a cool shop in uh, in Naperville. <laughs> yes. Uh, this doesn't have any tasting notes on the bag, so we're just going to make up our own. Okay. But I have I have two that I have Definitely. Mind, so This is an Ethiopian Ginbo whoosh whoosh. Whoosh whoosh? Literally. Whoosh whoosh. <laughs> Anaerobic natural coffee. It is spectacular. It's it's very good. Although I will say this. Good. When I had it in at Sparrow... Yes, because right, they did the pour over. They have a really cool pour over machine. It's called I a pour steady. A pour steady. Yep. Like where you can get like multiple pour overs mm-hmm. going at once. Normally, right when JB mm-hmm. makes coffee here, like it it takes a bit. It's a know, thing. It takes a, a cup of coffee. You got to use a gooseneck kettle, and you're you know you're weighing all this. So a pour steady. You can Google this. It is a CNC controlled pour over machine. So it is fully automatic. Like it, the water line goes right to it. Uh, the person preps it and puts it, and and their their poor steady was brewed in a Hario V60, so that's a particular kind of brewing method. This was brewed with a Kalita 185 because this does taste different than the one. So yeah. when I had it at Sparrow, yeah, I felt like it was very lemony, mm-hmm. like it had a, it had like a little bit of that tart sour. Mm-hmm. This still has that, but I would say like my two guesses are dark chocolate, mm-hmm. and I feel like there's some pink grapefruit. Yeah. Going on in this one. The grapefruits for sure. I would agree with you on that. Yeah. I got some blueberries as well. Um, Which that's pretty common in an Ethiopian is the blueberry. Yep. I know uh, at when we were at Sparrow, Kinsey, he got the, he got the whoosh whoosh, which same as me. Yep. And he was, he was tasting the blueberry, which he doesn't like blueberries. No, he doesn't. And I will say probably one of the, two of the reasons. One, we used a different brewing method today. So it probably tastes different than the shop. Generally, the shop is always better because they have it absolutely perfectly dialed in. But also, this was roasted on the 17th. So we're 13 days past, mm. which is we're still within a great window of coffee. Um, but I would tell you, get order some coffee off a of Sparrow. One of the things I noticed about Sparrow's coffee, which is very unique, very unique for a third wave shop. They sell their coffee in one pound bags, 16 ounces. Mm. 
Almost all third wave coffee is 10 ounce bags. Almost always 240, 250 grams of coffee. This is a big old monster bag of coffee, you know, um, a lot of coffee is a lot of coffee. Speaking of coffee, yes. right? Haley oh, yes. hooked us up. We drank it yesterday in the green room. So I had, she got me a, a bag of uh, Papua New Guinea. Ooh. So that was good. I now I don't have the gear to do like fancy stuff. So I did it in a French press. Sure. But that was, it was a good cup of coffee. Oh, sure. So Haley chris yeah yeah Thank so the you. the i i drank several shots of the fortuna ethiopian which chris had shared with me i don't know a couple of years ago phenomenal coffee really really good coffee um i drank a couple shots of that and then i had a pour over or two and then i decided i'm going to share this with the rest of the worship team so i took it to the worship team's uh, coffee rig which we now have a vacuum canister and we've got a new grinder and we're we're just we're dialed in legit we are we yeah I, I just got tired of forgetting to bring my stuff from home oh. i was like you know what i can i can just buy the stuff that i need because we're going to use it we will use it and it's team building i like uh, it people like it and so yeah there's That's always value added right to, I believe to so. you know, like have a good cup of coffee yeah yeah absolutely it's good stuff man yep and and a lot of the coffee uh the the uh worship team members are coffee people too maybe not to the degree uh that i am but they're they're probably healthier for it joel's pretty into it joel's very into like joel's, it. Joel Wilkinson. joel's legit yeah, yeah he is no. he is and he's a podcaster as well his podcast called the evidence which podcast. i saw they had uh they had Rod and tammy yeah. yes that was a really good episode yeah that was a really good episode um yeah check out the evidence podcast that's another great one joel wilkinson uh he's the guy if you uh, attend radiant life that plays everything in the middle do they do the do they do video too or no just no, audio it's just okay. audio I say, oh, man, Haley but you could can find it up. on itunes spotify google play you can find it anywhere they're on all the on the all the uh directories and i don't know how many episodes they have in uh they have quite a few though they're probably i don't know 50 episodes or so okay i got to share my story on that podcast uh it's been a couple of years ago with Jason and Joel, the two Wilkinson brothers, powerhouse guys. A couple of cool dudes. They're great guys. Some yeah. of the best guys I know, really, truly. Good stuff. Yeah. So, so. episode 52, this is a different kind of of uh, uh, episode because we're talking about a message, um, We Are Radiant uh, series, part two, with all four um, pastors. Not all four. You're a pastor. Well, true. Pam is a pastor. Pam and I, yeah, Pam Karen and I, Karen. Karen is a pastor. Which I was thinking, when are we going to have Karen share something like this? I, I like, Karen was with the worship team the whole month of October on Thursday nights sharing about prayer. She came so diligently prepared and oh, such. Karen's a teacher. Oh my yeah. goodness. Yeah. I was just really, really encouraged. But she didn't just like teach like content. She brought in story and personal. It was just. I was like, I respect Karen, but after that month, I was like, this is another level of respect for mad, Pastor Mad Karen. props. Yes. Mad props. But, okay, four, four of the pastors uh, at Radiant Life uh, shared yesterday, and Ryan started unpacking our entire statement of, what is it? Well, so we have our vision. Yes. Not right, which our, our vision being yeah. we want to see everyone come fully alive in Christ. Yeah. And then we have our mission. Which yeah. is living out our God-given purpose mm -hmm. every day by reaching the lost, or, well, by being transformed by Jesus, reaching the lost, and yeah. making disciples who make disciples. Yes. And then we went through and systematically like 
address those four main components. Yeah, and you guys so. took a single word, essentially, of each. Um, and I didn't catch that until I got a little bit in with my notes. But Ryan's word, what was what was his Ryan's purpose. word? Purpose. The purpose okay. was his. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna update my notes here. Yeah, so purpose transformation. Um, uh, you know, uh, reach it like reaching the lost. I know that, mm-hmm. those and then yeah, just disciples making disciples mm-hmm. was making disciples. Yeah. So Ryan's first uh, take on on discovering purpose, I thought was interesting because, you know, he shared a fact 87% of people don't know their purpose. What how did that land with you, Josh? I was kind of shocked by that high high. I mean, that's well, like I'm almost curious. 9 out of 10. Like I'm curious though if it's I mean, and I don't I don't know the I didn't look at the study, so I don't know the, yeah. the methodology the or anything like that. Like well, I think it was Barna. I think he I think oh. he referenced it was Barna. Well, that's legit. But, but I don't know like how did he how did he phrase the question? How did he Right. You know, is it that they don't know what it is? Because I think you mm. also have a chunk of people maybe it's in those eighty seven percent, maybe it's not that no, they're just not doing anything with it. Wow. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. you, the, the statistic for a long time within churches is you've got twenty percent of the people doing eighty percent of the stuff you know that's kind of the the, the go-to statistic mm-hmm. you know you've usually got a small number of people yeah and they're the ones that drive pretty much everything right which is totally lopsided and weird because it is if if the church is a body yeah every single person who's following jesus right if you go to a church and you're not a follower of jesus hey you're you're not you know whatever but like you you have a role to play right in building up the body mm-hmm yeah, because you're physically part of that body. Like yes. we think about our own bodies and yes. how they work, and you know the analogy is not lost on us because uh, you know that the idea would be some kind of a utopia if we had a Christian community of people who every person was doing these four things in some capacity based on their purpose. I mean, what kind of things would we see accomplished? Mm-hmm. You know? Well, I mean, but then you know, go back to you know Ryan, and he he taught this message before, mm-hmm. and, and, and well, part and part of it that our primary purpose is to glorify God mm-hmm. through making disciples, right? Yeah. That is that is the call for every follower of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Not just people who have the word pastor in front of their right. name, not right. just, you know, elders or deacons or, you know, these, these mm-hmm. people in, in leadership roles at a church. Uh, every follower of Jesus is called to be engaged in the discipleship process. What that looks like, you know, how you engage that, that can look different from one person to another. As it should, yeah. But we're all called mm-hmm. to do that. And that's why he, he uses that language. That's our primary purpose. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I he he landed in Ephesians 2.10, which is one of my favorite verses in the Bible. Uh, in fact, I've lobbied often, as you know, for a the 210 center, a, a, yeah. key, a kiosk somewhere in the lobby called the 210 center where we would unpack Ephesians 2.10. Tell the listeners, viewers, Josh, a little bit, Ephesians 2.10. How does that how does that uh, come into the idea of purpose? Well, so Ephesians two ten, we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works that He's prepared in advance for us to do to walk in. Mm-hmm. A little variance depending on your translation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so just the idea, of like, hey, there are things for us to do. I think the thing that we have to remember, though, is back up a couple of verses mm-hmm. right, in Ephesians two eight and nine, and and He's talking about, hey, this is not by works, so that no man mm-hmm. can boast. Yep. We were created in Christ Jesus. Jesus is the focal point of that verse. Yes. Right? So it, it, it brings to mind to me, um, I don't remember which of the, the prophets it is. Maybe you, you remember, right? But it's, it's this idea like, can the, can the clay say to the potter, Isaiah. hey, what have you made? Mm-hmm. 
right? Can can the clay question right. the design right. of the of the creator? Right. No. No. Right. So I think that you know that that passage mm-hmm. in Ephesians two ten brings that to mind as well because it it should reorient us to like hey this is it maybe I don't like my purpose I don't get to choose right like this is we're we're mm-hmm. created in Jesus for this he's and sovereign God determined ahead of time yeah. what these things are for me to do right so I think we have to we have to remember that mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes I think we're we're the we're the clay questioning the potter yeah like well i don't want to do that yeah Uh, that's that's what god has for you to do (laughs) i i wrote down uh and ryan mentioned this you know god didn't make a mistake so the the people that listeners viewers that you might be saying i don't know my purpose well there is a purpose first Mm -hmm. secondly maybe you're in that boat where you're not sure that you like the purpose that god has placed in your life um Time to spend some, I think it's time to get, get alone with God and begin to ask those questions. Lord, uh, what have you made me to do? What, it, how have you made me to glorify you? Cause that's the chief end, right? The chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy his presence forever. Yeah, And then, and then I like the, uh, you know, uh, in John quoted this in the transformation section, right? Mm-hmm. Something that pastor Chris brought at 41 hours, mm-hmm. right? It's all about God's glory, our joy mm-hmm. and the benefit of others. The benefit of others. And yeah. that's. All three of those, I think, are key. I do believe when we are living into our purpose, that does elicit a joy response, right? Mm-hmm. When we're in the spot we're supposed to be in, mm-hmm. like there is a fulfillment, but that's not ultimately what it's about. It's right. to glorify God. Right. And it's for the benefit of others. First right. Corinthians 12, 7, when Paul mm-hmm. is talking about spiritual gifts, yeah, he says to each one has been given a gift for the edification of the, the body, body, right? To that's build right. up the body, right? Uh, right. The, the things that we have been given. Yeah. It, it's not to for me yeah it's it's for the benefit yeah. of others and maybe that's part of the confusion you know with people they they look at the gifts or they look at the purpose of their life and they think that you know the reason that god's given them is to bring fulfillment or to bring happiness or uh to bring maybe more personalized purpose to their lives mm. when really it's about expanding god's kingdom mm-hmm it's about sacrifice. It's about picking up your cross, dying daily, and saying, "God, this is what you've made me for." And so, I'm going to walk in obedience to that call. Mm-hmm. Um, what else uh, about purpose and, and calling? Let's see what else I had in my notes here. I had the idea. You know, uh, everybody's asking the what and the why of life, mm-hmm. right? What am I supposed to do, and why am I supposed to do it? Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, the existential. Yeah, there's the why am I here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, big question. What's the meaning of life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, diving into uh, simple topics this morning. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Light, yeah. light stuff here yeah. on, on the uh, episode fifty-two. What's the meaning of life? Yeah, it I is. Like, it's totally not a faith-based thing. But <laughs> do you ever watch Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy or read those books? I have not. Oh, okay. So that get lost on me. So if I said, so if I said, what's the meaning of life? And I told you the answer is 42. You would have no idea. No. Okay. All right. 42. Ladies and gentlemen. Sorry. Meaning of life. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen yeah. that one. I don't, I mean, it's not, it's, it's totally not a faith, but he's actually pretty anti uh, God. Who is the, oh, it was, uh, oh, I want to say McAdams. What was this guy? Mm. I'll look it up. I don't know why I'm going to look it up because I'm not recommending that you do it. But <laughs> I don't know. They did like years ago, they did a, a mini series, like some British thing. And then more recently they've done a, 
Um, another version of it with the dude that played, uh, oh, what's his name? Douglas Adams. Douglas okay. Adams. Okay. So it's like a whole, it's like a five or six book set. Okay. So it's just, it's a really interesting yeah. narrative. But that is really what people are looking for. You know, what, what am I supposed to do and why am I supposed to do it? Um, we talk about that a lot when we talk about spiritual disciplines. The why is almost more important than than the what. Mm -hmm. You know, why are you doing the things that you're doing? Because um, well, if your why is wrong, yeah, you don't, you don't, you'll you'll probably be frustrated, yeah. or you'll you'll ultimately you won't see the fruit from the mm -hmm. disciplines because mm -hmm. that's that's kind of the central piece is you know why am I actually doing it? If I'm doing these things to to grow closer to the Father, mm -hmm. to grow in my faith, you know, cool. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. If you're doing them because Josh and JB talk about it on the podcast, you're mm -hmm. not, you're probably not going to see a lot of fruit from that. You know, and, and it's okay to start there though. Oh yeah. It's okay to start yeah. and just say, uh, you know, I believe that these things are things that will be helpful to my life and begin those disciplines and practices as you're understanding the why the why will come to you. It will, uh, Josh, how do we find our purpose? So Ryan's talking about discovering purpose. I know we have the discover Pur purpose program at the church, but in a bigger sense, how does a person find their purpose? Well, I had this written down as a question for you. Well, I think some of it is, is if, if we agree that what Ryan said is our primary purpose as followers mm -hmm. of Jesus, if we agree that that is true, mm -hmm. then it, it connects with the whole rest of the mission statement, right? Because mm -hmm. if you look at the Great Commission, which we talked about in, in the fourth section there, right? Like go, right? that's kind of reaching the lost, mm -hmm. right? baptize people, you know, bringing yeah. people into faith. If that's our primary mandate as followers of Jesus, I think that's where we start. Mm. Like, am I doing that in any way, shape or form? Mm. Now, Paul tells us some people plant seeds, some people water right. seeds. So, I mean, there's some some mm -hmm. variation to what that looks like. Mm -hmm. But if if I'm sitting here in a place right now and there is zero time or energy in my life ever devoted to reaching people for Jesus, mm -hmm. to helping people grow in Jesus, yeah. well, then I'm, I'm missing yeah, my prayer. That's where you start. Yeah, and I think asking the question, Lord, what does that look like mm -hmm. for me in this season? So, in discover purpose, and this isn't just a shameless plug. This is this is part of what we do. Yep. We we always ask that question in this season because I think I think some of these things can be seasonal. Yeah. Right. Definitely. Like hey, like where I'm at in life in this stage of life. Yeah. You know whatever. Like. Yeah. It's it's not that, you know, at 12 years old I get saved and now for the rest of my life. God wants me to do the exact same thing all the time. No, I think right. that, that can change from one season to another. Yep. So we ask the question in this season of life, you know, we, we look at spiritual gifts. We look at the things that people have a passion for. We look at some of their natural or learned abilities, we look at personality and we look at their life experiences. And when it, with each of those things, we ask the question. So spiritual gifts, yeah. let's say we take a spiritual gifts assessment. Mm -hmm. Oh, I got like these top three results. Mm -hmm. Holy spirit in this season, yeah. Which one of these do you want to cultivate? Which one of these do you want to utilize in me mm -hmm. for your kingdom purposes? Yeah. We look at the things that people have a passion about. Yeah. And we, and we say the same question, Holy spirit mm -hmm. in this season of life is, is one of these something that you want me to lean yeah. into, you know, maybe, you know, pro-life, maybe, you know, anti-trafficking. Yes. Like, Hey, Mm -hmm. Is is one of these something you want me to really right. devote some time and energy and resources to 
in this season of life. Yeah. And as he gives that guidance, it helps kind of filter things down. Because mm-hmm. you might you might be passionate about six different things. Yeah. You, you, you probably yeah. can't adequately yeah. pursue all of those things. Mm-hmm. Right? So in this season of life. Yeah. So. Uh, quickly, Josh, before we move on to the next one with, with uh, Pastor John, would you tell the listeners and viewers, um, what's the purpose you're discovering right now in your own life and how are you walking in that? Oh man, you're gonna put me right on the spot. Um, so I will let me process just a second. I'll zoom out. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about your 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 primary, hey, we're gonna help disciple people. Mm-hmm. I'll say one of them is uh, has been the institute, right, mm-hmm. to help ground people in a deeper understanding of the biblical story, right, mm-hmm. which is what we cover in the institute. Mm-hmm. Biblical story, key doctrines. Yeah, right. And this has been something for for years and years and years has been a passion mm-hmm. right essentially trying to get people to own their faith that was my driving force when i was engaged in youth ministry mm-hmm. like hey i don't care if your, your mom and dad could be awesome followers of jesus mm-hmm. i don't right. care i mean I, I i do but yes. like, like great like you don't get in in the grand scheme of things right in the grand yeah, scheme yeah. of things like you got to yeah. own it yeah and so we do that in the institute hey what do you want to do like with this hey here's a doctrine what do you actually believe about that mm-hmm. why do you believe it and then we cover spiritual disciplines mm-hmm. so one of my purposes is 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 helping people really i'll i'll condense it to to really owning their faith wonderful i don't, I don't know if that makes sense no it's good how about you yeah i would say uh and i just had shared this with ryan not too long ago and i think i shared it with you i'm really sensing a call towards uh helping people with spiritual formation in addition to leading worship as a primary calling, you know, I've been a worship pastor for over 20 years mm-hmm. now, uh, but I am sensing God's God's call towards helping people with spiritual formation and really been diving in. And we had kind of conversation before the cameras and stuff was rolling, uh, diving into some of the brain uh, science that kind of runs adjacent to the spiritual disciplines and practices. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's a vein of, of, I'll say research and as little as reading books. I mean, not like, you know, academic papers or mm-hmm. anything like that, at least not yet, but, um, kind of considering those things and what does it look like to help people, uh, towards spiritual disciplines and practices and life formation overall. And I know this is a kitschy thing to say, but life design uh, so how do you craft a purpose, you know, craft a, a statement for your life? How do you, how do you design a life that is he- healthy and whole in all areas? So physically, emotionally, and spiritually healthy. The three pillars, yeah. The three yeah. pillars. Yes. Um, and, and right now I'm, we just finished a, a year long journey with some folks on the worship team in a cohort, started a year long journey with some folks on our worship team and then some other worship leaders in the GLR kind of doing these things. And we'll see, you know, what the Lord does after that. I kind of sense, uh, that I'm probably going to go towards a certification in spiritual direction after that. So, Hey, super cool. Uh, yeah. Ingrid, have you talked to Ingrid about this? Yes. College Westland church. Yeah. Have I you haven't, about that? I, she hasn't told me where she, her certification's coming from. So but. it's College Wesleyan Church, okay. which is significantly less expensive okay. than some, like, so Renovare, yeah. like, I mean, it's yeah. like four or five grand. Yeah. You got to travel multiple times. Like, yeah. College Wesleyan Church down in Marion. Okay. Was like, is right that where she's going to pursue Yes. So okay. right adjacent to Indiana Wesleyan okay. University. Yeah. They've got a program. Yeah. I think she's jumping into that. Okay. That, 
that might be something to check out. I'm going to check it out. I've got my spiritual director turned me on to a, it's a international organization oh. that certifies um, uh, uh, spiritual directors and it's a two year journey. Mm. So it's like a kind of a long thing. Mm -hmm. So my, my goal is in the fall of 24 to start that. Okay. And so I would be done in the fall of 26. Uh, but in the meantime, what's cool is spiritual direction is such a, I don't know how to say it's, it's something that you can, you don't really need certification to accomplish it. You don't need. And that's, and I'm, I'll probably upset some people here. Yeah. <laughs> I think to a certain extent that that yeah. can be true with like even counseling. Yes. I see that. Dude, I'll, I'll tell you what. And yes. I, no, 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 never mind. Okay. <laughs> Haley would probably have to cut that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she just self-edited right there. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. I think there's value, right? I mean, obviously, yes. like if, in in pursuing education, right? You're mm -hmm. gonna you're gonna you're gonna become familiar with tools that you might otherwise never find. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I agree. I think sometimes we put too much emphasis on credentials mm -hmm. when, based on your life experience, you are qualified to mm -hmm. yeah walk alongside people in some way, shape, or form. Well, and yeah. what we're what we're you know, studying right now as a staff going through this book together, um, the, the idea of Hased or a community of people who experience joy being in one another's presence mm -hmm. uh, and growing together, I value the, the laying on of hands in that sense in such a greater uh, than, a, than a shingle on the wall. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That, that if, if my brothers and sisters who I'm doing life with on a regular basis, who I serve in ministry and in pastoral care with them, if they lay hands and say there, there's a commissioning there, that's up here to me. Well, you look look at scripture, right? Uh, Paul writes to Timothy, the requirements for an elder. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't have anything to do with your education level. No. Uh, it actually has to do with how well you run a household. Yes, that's correct. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> it's what you're reading right now in Timothy. Which Timothy. is life experience. Yeah. Right? If, if you... Yeah. If, yeah, I don't know. That's we're probably get sideways there. But yeah, which I, I really appreciate because, like, our particular discipline uh, or uh, denomination, they actually recognize a lot of those life experience kind of things mm. towards um, uh, licensing and ordination, which I think mm -hmm. is really cool. The Bible college that I went to, we had you could test out same kind mm -hmm. of thing. You could you could write a paper and get some. Uh, references from other respectable people around mm -hmm. you to be able to say, yeah, this person does know about X, Y, or Z in ministry. So yep. that's pretty cool. Yep. But uh, anything else on purpose, Josh? Uh, no, again, we'll just reiterate those questions. He asked, what's stirring in my heart, which mm -hmm. I discover purpose. One of the things we're talking about is passions, the things mm -hmm. you have a heart for. Yeah. yeah. Are there things that are kind of bubbling to the surface? Josh, I couldn't help think of the offices in this conversation on purpose. Right. Oh. So when we're going through the exam and the prayer of exam, and we're looking for uh, um, consolations and desolations, right? Desolations, meaning the things that are not bringing you joy and happiness and consolations, the things that are continuing to like, oh, there's something coming to me from God in the midst of considering that that's bringing me joy and happiness. As we find those consolations during the exam, and, um, those might be ways to mm -hmm. discover your purpose or mm -hmm. to say, let's lean into the places where I'm experiencing the consolation that is in God's presence. Mm -hmm. um, that's good. Yeah. All right, uh, transformation. Pastor John, man, yeah, he brought it. That's the first time he's he's done any sort of uh, teaching from yeah. our from our platform. I yes, th I felt like he was uh, mm -hmm. 
He was spot on. I mean, he was able to share part of his story. He right? was. Which is, uh, yeah, he's got brokenness. Pretty cool testimony of the way that God. I mean, literally, like how his life has been transformed by Jesus. Yes. So. Yes. Uh, it was. I, I kind of thought, uh, man, and I I saw him in the lobby after first service, and I just gave him a hug and I said, man, thanks for being so transparent and vulnerable with us. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you said some things that, you know, people. I mean. It's out there in the public now. So, so Pastor John experienced um, sexual abuse in his childhood uh, over a period of years from his adoptive father. And he openly talked about that. Mm-hmm. You know, he openly talked about how that affected him, how it eventually stopped, and how he went through a process of coming to understanding the biggest existential question is why is there suffering in the world? Mm. And he's asking, you know, God, why did you allow this, this to happen? Transforming that question into something that I still, I didn't go through what he went through, but I'm still even listening to him. Like, I just don't, I'm having a hard time seeing how you even came to that thing. Mm -hmm. But that's the miracle of what he talked about. Mm So, um, well, and I love, he had towards the end, he, he said something, he says, we can't take our junk where God wants us to go. Right, so when it comes to tra- transformation, right? Like, I mean, yeah. whether you grew up in that type of a, an environment, or again, sometimes we think, oh well, man, yeah, I grew up in church, I got mm-hmm. saved when I was six years old, you know, and with a guy, I guess right. I don't really have a story of transformation. Yeah, you do. Right. I mean, you're just as broken and sinful. Yep. Like if you, <laughs> yep. If you didn't have a super jacked up childhood, yeah. yeah. We're we are as in need of God's gift of grace mm-hmm. as anybody else. Yeah. But. I think some it's it's important because sometimes we just we hold on to our junk, mm-hmm. right? Like we just like for whatever reason mm-hmm. we and I and I don't try to make light of the the trauma that people have walked through. I'm not mm-hmm. trying to diminish that, right? But right. but we hang on to that. We let that continue to mm-hmm. kind of define mm-hmm. who we are, which yeah. affects the way that we we live our life, yeah. right? And and that's going to be a hindrance to what it is that God is calling us into, right? That's going to get in the way of us really living into our purpose. Was it, was it Pilgrim's progress? The story when the guy, the the main character has the backpack and the stuff on him and it's piled and piled and piled. And he's got to get that off and drops it at the foot of the cross. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's, it's not only our own sins that are, uh, redeemed and forgiven at the cross but also the things that are the sins against us and i think those sins against us are the things that are processed over time Mm. um uh i i wrote down with john's story even in trauma even in suffering even in in the abuse that he experienced you know he said god was there god was with him and Um, that's you know that's really cool to be able to look at mm-hmm. what you know what a story and then to even look back and say yeah like i'll look at even in the midst of this total mm-hmm. garbage that happened i can actually look back and see the protective hand of god mm-hmm. even in even in that mess right mm-hmm. like that's that's yeah. pretty awesome yeah mm-hmm. it, it, it that was a work of god you know for him to be able to say and he said it a number of times it could have been worse mm-hmm. it's like man Really? How? I mean, like, <laughs> how could that have been worse? You know, like, that's really horrible, horrible. Um, but from the guy who went through it, that's mm-hmm. what he said, mm-hmm. you know. Um, 
and he he gave us you know these three d words oh yeah desirability disillusionment and despair you know he was struggling with this feeling of being someone who was wanted and accepted because he was adopted his birth parents i'm not sure if he knows who his biological father is um but the mother was a drug addict and uh, his biological mother was a drug addict and he lost lost the, the privilege of having John as a son, uh, which made him disillusioned. Like, what does this mean? And up into his 20s, you know, he's a drug addict. And and uh, if you didn't watch the episode, listener, viewer, if you're not, we know we have listeners and viewers who aren't even directly connected to Radiant Life. We would tell you to go back and check that episode out. If, did you, <clears throat> did you review service yesterday online? I did. It's cut into two pieces because of an issue with the, the live okay, stream. Okay. Because I, maybe I clicked Haley in. fixed it. Maybe. <clears throat> okay. Because I, I clicked yes. in. I'm like, dude, this, it cut out after an hour. Well, I, the whole I clicked in and it started at the 40 minute mark in the middle of John's story. Okay. It's like all the music up front, which is generally what I'm reviewing when I'm doing that stuff. Yeah. We had a, we had a little blip with the uh, live stream, but yesterday. both halves are on there. They're so there. people yes, can access yes, that. They are yeah. there. Perfect. Um, and finally, you know, he came to this place of despair um, and asked that question. Why did God allow this? He shared Psalm 139, 13, that even before, you know, you, God, God knew you before. He knew these things, Romans 5, 8, Romans 8, 15. And I think of these kitschy sort of, and I hate these cliche verses, you know, God works all things for good. I hate that when people <laughs> drop that and smear that on people's situations. Mm. Um, but it is true. Well, and it's important to remember, he doesn't say that he makes the things that were really crappy good. No. It's, it's not that he retroactively- for. Right. It, it's like, hey, like, even mm -hmm. though this was terrible, mm -hmm. right, there can be good that comes out mm -hmm. of it. Again, he doesn't like plaster over all the garbage mm -hmm. and be like, oh, look at now it looks real nice. Yeah. No, like it, it was still like total garbage that you had to walk through. Yeah. But on the other side of that, in the hands of Jesus, right, he can redeem those experiences. Yeah. We we don't know what that's going to look like in every in every situation. Mm -hmm. but. Well, we have examples like Corey Ten Boom and and people like that who who God you know use these awful situations. Part of the brain science things that I'm following one of the one of the authors and I cannot remember this one's name, but this guy uh, was a veteran, um, and his son at 19 years old was stabbed to death. Mm -hmm. Um, their, the, him, he and his wife lost their son at 19 years old to, a, you know, murder, a not just like car accident or, you know, some person did this to their son. Um, and it, listening to a podcast where this guy's talking about this experience, he said, I'll never be glad that it happened. I'll never, I will never say that that is good, but there absolutely has been good because of it. Mm -hmm. Because this happened in my life, there has been good. It is not good, but God used it for good. Mm -hmm. uh, and that is really, oh man, that's that's hard. That's that's a hard, mm -hmm. <laughs> hard thing no, to swallow. Uh, so Jim Bontrager, uh, he's a, a one of, I think he's still functions in this capacity uh, for a long time he was one of the chaplains for Elkhart Police Department mm -hmm. and and he talks about that I've, I've sat under a teaching that he did and he talks about how him and his wife they lost a baby like mm -hmm. an, an infant baby mm -hmm. and just how how mm -hmm. challenging that was to walk through but 
a, a short time after that, that actually set them up to be able to minister to somebody who had lost the bait. Like, mm-hmm. so having walked through that themselves, yeah. and the, I mean, this is kind of selfish. I'm like, Lord, I never want to be able to minister to people like that from experience. Like, Correct. I don't know, like if I can avoid that, like, please, please no. Yeah, pick um, something else, please. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, but but he, he was yeah. able to look at that mm-hmm. And even though, like you said, like this was a terrible thing mm-hmm. that happened. It will right. never be good. Right. This, this that hurt thing will never be good. Deeply. Mm-hmm. Uh, God used it, right, and, and mm-hmm. allowed us to redeem that in some way, shape, or form mm-hmm. to be able to minister to these people in a place of pain and come alongside and just and, and mourn with it. Because we do, like in some capacity, we understand the loss that this family just yeah. experienced, you know. Yeah. So, yep. And we've got families right now at Radiant Life uh, that are facing some of that, um, yeah, loss like that. It's just like, okay, Lord, mm-hmm. I don't understand this. I don't know how this can be good. And I'm pressing into the mystery of what you know that I don't know. That's all I have hope in. Mm. I have hope in that mystery that you, you are so much greater and bigger than I am, and I cannot, in my human existence. <laughs> understand i can't fathom i can't fathom this the why no no no, i don't get it i don't get it yeah what else on on transformation so purpose and transformation anything else there well just on transformation he Mm -hmm. asks the questions what needs transformed in me and what is Jesus inviting me to surrender right that's the prayer of david Mm -hmm. you know search me lord see if there's anything in me that doesn't you know line up with your design and desires mm-hmm. uh, and and i'd say there are there are things in us that yeah. don't align right and, it, and it's asking that yeah and then it's asking the question am i willing to actually let go of that mm-hmm. this holy spirit says uh this right here this attitude this action mm-hmm. this you know whatever uh that's that's not my design josh for listeners <clears throat> and viewers who are sensing even right now as they're listening or watching they're sensing the holy spirit saying you know that thing um, that needs transformed. What what could you tell them to begin? What is step one towards transformation? And maybe walk us through what that looks like. Well, I, th- I think some of it, and maybe this is a cop out, right? Some of it depends on what it is, right? There are some. I things, agree with you. Because know, there are some things, cause, you know, professional. If, if for me, it's like, mm-hmm. hey, uh, here's this attitude mm-hmm. that you need to you need to start to to let go of. Like that, I can probably do a lot of that on, on my own. And mm-hmm. I can start to say, all right, Holy Spirit, when mm-hmm. I'm starting to exhibit this, like mm-hmm. check my spirit. Right? Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I've actually, had, that's from personal experience. That's okay. happened, right? So then well, it's like, okay. Stop and walk through that. So let, let's, let's say some of it is like. I'd like to hear how you've been transformed. I'll, I'll, go, to, I'll go to parenting. Good. Right? So, Good. so as a parent, right? Like, and this will sound probably dumb, like Saturdays, that's like the one day of the week where it's like, all right, I can sleep in. Like Saturday morning, same. You sleep in a little bit. <laughs> yep, sleep until you wake up. <laughs> My kids don't sleep in. <laughs> in fact, they're in so fact, little. They're so little. In fact. They wake up even earlier, right? School mornings. Oh. I have to physically drag my children out of bed Ooh. sometimes to get to get to school. And on right? the like, one day, like, and, and on the one day we sleep in, they're like, "Oh, it's five thirty. Let's go! Come on, rock and roll. Look, there's stuff to do. Saturday morning <laughs> cartoons, <laughs> cereal, and then, uh, you know, and 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 the flesh. It's like, mm-hmm. dude, like, go back to bed, you know. And, Give and, me a break. and there are times where I'm like, I'm I'm angry with Frosty. my children, sure. like come on like leave me alone yeah and and that was something where like there's this check of like okay uh and so for me it's it's let's say i'm laying in bed 
and it's 6.30 on a Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. I want, I just want another hour of sleep, but nope, yeah. kids are stomping around, like yeah. throwing crap in the living room. Like yeah. they're playing catch or, or dunking socks, basketball, you know, whatever. Like they're doing, and it clearly this is, this has woken me up. <laughs> now though, it, it's, it's that thing where like I'm awake. I know I'm like, all right, for the sake of my wife, I do have to go out and engage my kids with a cake. You guys, you have to, mm-hmm. you've got to, play a little more quietly mm-hmm. but it's lord mm. i want to engage my children mm-hmm. in a way that still communicates love mm-hmm. in a way that you know i don't want to be disrespectful to them to try to get them to respect mm-hmm. <laughs> the people that are still sleeping so it's it's actually submitting even those parenting moments mm. to the guidance of holy spirit so you're you're experiencing uh, kind of the first step of transformation in hearing the voice of God and what could potentially happen when you leave your bedroom and you're like, I could get flipped out right mm-hmm. now. And so you hear God saying, there's another way to do this. You pause, you take a moment, you ask, you, you literally have a conversation with God, mm-hmm. help me as I go out of my jammies and exit the room to help Nicole stay asleep. Um, to be in a loving uh, a connection with my kids. Mm-hmm. So I hear that the transformation is there's a, there's a pause and a connection with God that is required for transformation. Right. Cause otherwise the, what's the, natural. Cause the flesh just wants to say, shut up children. Yeah. I'm trying to yeah. sleep. Right. What, what's, what's on the back <laughs> bottom right of your brain, right. That's coming in. That's instantaneous. Yeah. What would, what would your natural response be? I, I don't know about you, but that's what in terms of transformation, especially with the research that I'm the things we're, we're mm-hmm. studying. I am naturally depraved. Mm. Like I am naturally mm-hmm. inclined to do and say and behave in ways that do not represent Jesus. That is my nature. Well, because because ultimately in that moment, it's I'm acting from a place of a self pattern. Uh, from well, and it's, it's a place of selfishness. Mm-hmm. I want to sleep. I you are keeping sleep. me from what I want. Yes. <laughs> Therefore, I must shut you down. You must comply. <laughs> So, yeah. yeah. So it's 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 checking mm. the flesh. Mm. And say, all right, Lord, even even in this, like, yeah, I love my children, even when they wake me up early. I yes. love them, but the way that I approach them might give them a mixed message. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. And you may not actually truly be loving them in the moment where you react from the flesh. Right. You do love them. I do. But you may not actually act and speak in a way that that uh it's all it's seeming to me like it's all god is is bringing an awareness and a consciousness to Mm -hmm. us of not only our sin nature uh but of a different way like god's saying there's this different way a pause and reflections Mm -hmm. like holy spirit uh speak in this moment because i know me Mm -hmm. (laughs) like i know who i am yeah so so as far as like the the transformation process that's I'll say that's probably a relatively simple thing. There are things, and you alluded to this a minute ago, right? Like, let's say the thing that I need to surrender or give up is some form of addiction, right? right? I probably can't do that on my own, right? Right. This is where you bring somebody else. That you need mm-hmm. a, a a community of people. You might need mm-hmm. professional, like a, uh, whether it's a counselor, yeah. depending spiritual on what director. it is, yeah. a spiritual director. Sometimes maybe a, mm-hmm. a medical professional, yeah. right? Like if, if you're Absolutely. navigating substance addiction, yeah. like those are things where Dangerous. sometimes you don't you don't just quit cold turkey, no, right? And you need you need yeah. some level of medical intervention. There yeah. are experiences, and you had this right where mm-hmm. miraculously, boom, like, yes. 
You're cute. That doesn't happen in every But case. I was in spaces in my life where, not by my own choice, I was sober for periods of time, and I was sick. Mm. I was physically sick from okay. it, you know? So uh, that's definitely real. But I, I want to go back to what you're saying there. I think that there are some ways that we can make basically uh, internal check, connection with the spirit, and be transformed. But even that... Even you being the only person awake in your bedroom, your wife is still sleeping, even your capacity and ability to do what you did to experience transformation before you go out and engage your kids, it still was, it still happened in community. Mm. You knew somehow through relation with other folks that you're in life, doing life with, like, mm -hmm. I know that my natural capacity is to be wrong in this situation. You knew that by identity. Like, you know, as a parent, like maybe from your own parents, that that is not an okay way to come blazing out of the room on a Saturday morning at 630. Like, Shut up. You know, you knew. So community is still engaged. Hasid is still engaged in transformation, oh, yeah. sort of in the background of, a, of what we've been informed and how we've been uh, fashioned our character. Mm -hmm. And in the brain science, it's the things that are pre-conscious, like this is happening electrically in your mind. Mm -hmm in your in your brain before you can even form speech before you can say the things that you're thinking the response is already happening mm. uh and and the the goal is to experience the transformation of the holy spirit within community so that we can change the the way that we are before we think so that the nature of who we are is renewed mm. so that it's for our joy, for God's glory, for the sake of others. Well, and it's like, you know, in, in the other half of church, right? It talks about, um, you know, you're, we're essentially training, and this is a huge part of spiritual formation is mm -hmm. you're not just changing the behavior, you're changing no. the reflex, mm -hmm. you know, to where uh, over time, the goal will, the goal will be right. And, uh, I wake up at five 30 on a Saturday morning mm -hmm. and my reflex is one of love what games will i play with my kids right hey you know what my kids are up let's do something together you know like to where that yeah. reflex will yeah. change i'm not there yet i'm not there yet <laughs> it's it's a process yeah right? i mean and, and, and it happens in sanctification community. is a, is, a, is a process right transformation mm -hmm. uh, is a process um so the goal the goal though will be that 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 very reflex has been uh conformed to the likeness mm -hmm. of Christ. And so. the greatest uh, place, back to First Timothy, the qualifications for elders, deacons, and pastors, uh, which they're different for each of those, but mm -hmm. qualifications uh, regardless, uh, it's, it is management of the household. Mm -hmm. And for those that are married, they're listening or watching this, your spouse is the greatest source of your spiritual formation that there is. Your spouse and your relationship with your spouse. This is why uh, Pete Scazzaro and his wife, uh, they they talk about leading out of marriage, mm. not not leading um, f uh, from any other foundation. But your marriage is this foundational place. If you are married, and there's a way to lead, lead from singleness as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but your spouse in community, you know. So the pattern for you to respond to your kids in the way that you want to was probably also informed by your wife speaking into your life and saying we love our oh. kids let's not well, yell at them on a saturday morning well and she you know nicole was a huge part of me coming to recognize that that, that was wrong that all well and that that often i would respond whether it was 
in actuality or just in perception, I would respond from a place of anger. Mm-hmm. Right to, to where that was like a that was a, like a blind mm-hmm. spot to me. Yeah. Because I thought, no, like I'm. Yeah. I'm good. Yep. You know, <laughs> I'm doing awesome. Yeah. She's like, mm, not so much. But yep. also like that, it, it highlights reality too, right? Like, I I think we're doing it wrong if we can sit and and interact with somebody and and listen and be compassionate and and shepherd in a gentle manner right and we can do that for all these people but then we go home and we're screaming at our wife and kids we're doing it wrong mm-hmm. we're doing it wrong yeah and i think that's partly where that 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 yeah. comes in right if i can't yeah if i can't shepherd my wife and children yeah how can i be trusted to shepherd anybody else literally says that I know. First Timothy, it says, you know, if you can't manage your own household, how can you expect to manage the church? Yeah. Yeah. There is. Because there is the church that. is a household. A big one. Like it's a yes. family, right? I talked mm-hmm. about that yesterday. Mm-hmm. Right? So if I can't get my crap together in my, in my, the yeah. four walls of my home with my mm-hmm. wife and kids, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm deceiving myself mm-hmm. to think that I can overflow anything to these other people. Yeah. And it is God's grace and mercy that we even come to that place of transformation in our homes. Mm-hmm. You know, God's grace that speaks to us and says, you know, there's a, there's a better way to communicate that to your wife and kids or, or vice versa. Mm-hmm. You know, so, and yeah. Hey, and Hey, don't hear, I, I'm not a perfect parent, like not by any means. And I don't, I don't know that Paul said we had to be perfect no, parents, but no. like, cause we're all, we're all in, in pr- progress. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but hopefully there are things that that trend <laughs> what direction are you heading up, up and to the right as, yeah as we go what direction um, are you heading you know is it his his kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven is that what we're looking for because that's the prayer right this is the this is the prayer god led us to pray uh yeah okay we got to keep going josh okay. all right kinsey so was next pastor brandon um Reaching the lost, Luke nineteen ten, which is the anthem of the GLR, mm-hmm. uh, Matthew eighteen twelve through fourteen. Um, one of the things that really stood out to me with with Kinsey and I, he and I have a similar heart in this, and it is the simple capacity for reaching the lost or reaching anyone for that matter with the breaking of bread, with hospitality, mm-hmm. with the gift of hospitality, which I got from my mother. My which mom is. I'm hus- fairly certain is also in the list of requirements. It is a requirement for, to be an elder. You have to be, you have to be hospitable to be an elder in some capacity. Okay. You have to be hospitable. Um, and yeah, hospitality. And I love this. This is something that I love doing. I like to cook. I like to have people over. My wife is the same. Um, we, we like to, we like to do those things. And I love how Kinsey was saying that I'm pretty good at this. <laughs> I've eaten his food. He is good. Oh, at Kinsey it. knows his way around the kitchen. He yeah. makes. He makes really good food. His uh, his Thai peanut sauce is yeah. really good. He makes really good steak tacos. Yes. Uh, yeah, he does. Uh, the the compote, the, the, he makes a butter compote with fresh herbs for steak that, whoa. It's, yeah, Amy, Amy, his wife, like yeah. she makes, she's probably one of the best breakfast casseroles yeah. that I've ever had. And she so. brings those to, to staff meetings often. Yep. The Kinseys are very hospitable people. And I do, I, I see that as just such a simple way. You know, I, Kinsey said it when he was sharing, he's like, hey, we all got to eat. And it doesn't matter, you know, if your house is this or that or the other. Maybe you don't start by having people to your house. Maybe you start by saying, hey, let's meet at the local taco place, which we have so many. Did you see the new one coming in? Well, you know what? I'm sad because of the new one. It's replacing my old favorite one. 
El Sembrador? Yeah, El Sembrador. Uh, they shut down uh, really? about a month ago now. Nicole and I went for our Friday date day. But there's another place in there now. Yes. So Is, it's it's a new... I don't know. I've been okay, there yet. Okay. I don't know if they're functional yet. Okay. The la- We tried to go because we're like, hey, let's go check out the new place. Where Little Caesars is. Yeah, right in that same strip mall. There's another new one. Oh, there's another new one? Oh, yeah. Where at? So you know where Maurice's is in front of Walmart? Yeah. You, you know where the Greek restaurant used to be there, the diner? Oh, the savory and the then savory, it was like the, some Latin or yeah, Greek yeah, yeah. word. Yeah. Now that's going to be opening soon. El Patron. Huh? Is what it says. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. We have listeners, viewers. We have like 30% population of, of uh, uh, Spanish speaking people in our community. So we have really good. We do. And, and we I, go again, and travel. I'm, we do stuff in other parts of the country. And I'm telling you, our food is serious. Here. It's, it's fantastic. Top again, I'm, I'm sad little tear there for uh maybe the, the next one will my... be good yeah but it, yeah. i don't know if it'll be as good el sambador was good look at their gorditas oh. gorditas at miguel's though I'm not, they're not so but those are crunchier okay so the ones at el sambador they soft? were soft they were no they were crispy it was crisp like light oh. and crispy uh san mm. miguel's are more it's like a, a thicker it is a crunch. dough so yeah. yeah yeah it's more of like a masa sort of but yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Hospitality. Uh, <laughs> reaching the lost. Kenji, yes. he talked about the bless method, which uh, yeah. a couple of years ago mm-hmm. we did the reaching out series mm-hmm. and it's a bless. Begin with prayer. Listen. Right? Sometimes we go mm-hmm. into it and we're just like, let me tell you. Uh, right. But we never create space to actually hear from them. So mm-hmm. listen just means I'm going to I'm gonna actually give them space to share their story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you eat together. You find ways to serve them. And then you share uh, kind of what God has done in your life uh, mm-hmm. with these people. It's a very, it's a relational method, yeah. which, you know, not everybody, agree, not everybody agrees with. Mm-hmm. Dr. Elliot. Uh, but <laughs> we just saw a presentation on how friendship evangelism is like. It's a very small percent. In, in scripture, it's a very small percentage yes. of, of what it we It is represented. See. It's represented, but not not as great as others but this is a whole other topic we could do a whole other podcast on this (laughs) look okay so i caught all that data i caught all that presentation but there's also something to think about the time and culture Mm. there was no church in in the first century until jesus established it with his disciples etc etc and so some of those methodologies that happened in the first century we cannot just say okay in the 20th century 21st century that we can just uh uh replicate exactly what happened in the first it's mm. a different world mm-hmm. like it's a different it's mm-hmm. it's it's different so i think when we go and we try to do apples to apples with methodologies i don't know it doesn't all translate it well. doesn't always mm. you know compute but nope. at any rate okay. i like the hospitality side of things that kinsey said and and maybe a quick question to ask you uh and kinsey asked this question how am I reaching the lost? Mm-hmm. So um, is it as simple as grabbing a couple people to play pickleball? Is it as simple as having tacos at the new El Patron? We don't know. We haven't been there yet. Uh, or whatever it might be. Uh, maybe ask yourself that question. Uh, are, and maybe your answer will be, I don't know that I am. You know, And if it isn't, then you need to make some change. Well, just that, that, that idea that the father loves the lost. Do we? Yes. Right? I mean, if, if we're going to conform our life to the likeness of Jesus, right. which is, is what discipleship is, right. uh, and he pursued the lost, can mm-hmm. I actually say that I'm following him if there's no pursuit of the lost on my on my part? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The last pastor, Pastor Josh. Yeah, I don't have any notes our on lead this guy. pastor he, of ministries. The guy was kind of a joke. I don't know. 
That's uh, not true. <laughs> Didn't have anything noteworthy. I, I got a big one from this one. <laughs> I got a big one. Uh, but ultimately, Josh, you were talking about what it means to make disciples. And of course, Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Uh, but you said something that I've heard a number of times, but it, it spawned another thought. So we can't lead someone we haven't been. I do it yes. every day. I, I drop my, my fidget every day and I'm trying to get it out from underneath the desk. Um, we can't lead someone we haven't been. Talk about why that is. So besides it being hip, hypocritical. Well, I mean, and then that, that's a big thing, right? Yeah. Like I can't. And that's mm-hmm. where there's a there's a tension there because mm-hmm. it. You know, as a as people that teach, right? Like as as we lead people, like in some ways, I think we we probably do this, right? We teach on things because we don't have everything. To, as pastors, we don't have everything figured out. No. Right? So so in that sense, like maybe there are times where we preach on things. Maybe we're still in the process. But any any good teacher, like we're preaching the message to ourselves. Oh yeah. Right along with everybody else. Yeah. Right, and that's that's trying to be included in some of the language, right? That's why. Yeah. You know, we're smoking what we're selling. It's 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 we language. Hey, are we? Is my life? You know, I'm not yes. asking. Hey, is your life yeah. worth imitating? Right. No. Is is our life? Like, man, yeah. that question applies to me just as much as as anybody mm-hmm. in the seats. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, I forgot what your question was. What's your question? You haven't. You can't lead someone you haven't been. Why is that? Why is that a truth? And unpack that a little bit more. How do we? How do we get to a place where we can identify those places that we've been? And then maybe lead people, i.e., make them disciples in the places that we have been. Well, so let's go to like spiritual disciplines and practices. Yeah, like we can get up there and say, "All right, hey, yeah, guys, like you should fast and you should pray and you should do silence and solitude." Like, yeah, those mm-hmm. are really good things. Yeah, and and we could say that, mm-hmm. but we can't actually bring somebody into that space if we aren't taking times of silence mm-hmm. and solitude we're, we're painting this oh yeah you guys should do this mm-hmm. but we can't actually speak into it as as somebody who's experienced the blessings and benefits of it which mm-hmm. as you know as you and i talk about spiritual disciplines yeah we we don't talk about disciplines that that we haven't no incorporated into our these into our are rhythms. part of our lives yeah it, so, it makes me think of what jesus said to the pharisees when he said do as they say not as they do so this means they were teaching things that were true and biblical, mm-hmm. but they weren't doing it the way right. that, according to the heart of Jesus. So do as they say, not as they do. Uh, we don't want to be like them. We want people to be able to look at our lives. And this is the ultimately the place that you came to and say, I see something in Josh's life. I don't know what that is. Uh, but I want to be like that particular thing in your life. I want to pattern my life. I want to imitate Josh as he imitates Christ. Well, go, go back to 41 hours, mm-hmm. but if he had not done a sabbatical, mm-hmm. we wouldn't have had the teachings that we did at 41 hours. Exactly. And right. I don't think John's transformation message would have been the same mm. because John spoke from some nuggets that he pulled. Mm-hmm. So there's a bunch of trickle, you know, trickle effect. Yep. That, that happens in the kingdom. But coming off of his sabbatical, Chris was able to start to lead us into a place mm-hmm. that he had been, that he had experienced. Yes. And was currently experiencing. And was currently experiencing. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's the, it's the same for us. Mm-hmm. Like it, if, if, if we want to sit and talk about transformation, right? Again, if we haven't been transformed, it's just, it's just theoretical. Mm-hmm. Right? If, if, if we've experienced no transformation in our life, we're just like, oh yeah, Jesus can transform your life. Uh, not based on you right i mean <laughs> so I, I i tell this story often without saying names so 
my wife and I were a part of a Messianic church, as you know, Josh, Hebrew Roots Church. And so part of that practice was we ate kosher for a long time. Kosher meaning um, we ate according to Numbers chapter 10, if you're familiar with that section of scripture, um, for a lot of years. And I remember we had a guy at our church who was kind of not really on board uh, with what we were doing, but questioning, kind of chilling, chilling out, watching what we were doing. And one of our elders was talking to this guy about eating this way, eating kosher. This particular elder was, I don't know, a little bit shorter than me, 325, 350. And this guy at our church says, looks at this elder, he says, how am I going to listen to you about not eating bacon or shrimp when you can't even control the amount of food that you eat? Hmm. And it was like, well, that didn't feel very good. (laughs) But... There was some reality, right? There was some truth to what the guy was saying. Yeah, teachers, Ryan will be one of the first to tell you, is he, like you said a moment ago, you guys aren't perfect on stage. It's not like um, any of us have it all together, uh, but we should have some things, have together, some things together before we talk yeah. about, yeah. you know, which, which leads me to something you said, Josh, you really encouraged us to consider progress over perfection and i i wanted to hoot and holler when you said that (laughs) because part of the cohort that i'm a part of we 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 have a saying so um you can't grow what you don't track Mm. it's impossible if you want to lose weight you got to count calories this is a law right you throw something up in the air it comes down as sure as gravity this is how weight loss works whatever it looks like that has to happen you want to save money to buy a house you have to have a budget to show how much money is going in the bank over a period of time, et cetera, et cetera. You, you cannot grow what you don't track. But one of the things that we talk about in the cohort is that the important thing is that as you are tracking, you're only looking for two things, awareness and progress. Mm. You're not looking in an X, You're not looking for an X in every single box. If you are, you're going to be sadly disappointed because mm-hmm. you're going to fail. You're not going to, you're, you're going to eat that bowl of ice cream when you shouldn't have eaten it, right? You're going to do it. It's, it's like we're people, but you really encouraged us by saying, look at the, the progress that you're making. And then also the harder thing to say is if you don't see progress in the, the, the realm of making disciples, that needs to tell you something as well. Mm-hmm. If you're that, not making progress. That's part of the fruit. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, are we, that's part of the fruit that we bear. Yeah. Because right? built into the call of Jesus is that we go and we replicate, that mm-hmm. we multiply. Right? So if there's no sort of multiplied fruit mm-hmm. in our life, right? If, if, if nobody's life is different mm-hmm. because of our involvement with them, mm-hmm. I think we're doing it wrong. Okay. So this was the big thought that came to my mind. Um, and you can tell me if I'm, if this is too harsh. (laughs) So you said you can't lead someone where you haven't been and we need to consider progress over perfection. But could, could we say this being a disciple is making other disciples, meaning if you aren't making other disciples, you probably aren't a disciple yourself. I, I would agree with that. That's a hard saying. It is, but I mean, again, we have to we have to be careful in how we interpret. Right? It's not that. Oh, hey, I'm out. You know, Kimchi Drag Warrior, Billy Graham making a million. Right? Like, hey, I've just I got like a thousand people saved this week. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, 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 no. Yeah. It might be one person that you're pouring into. (laughs) That's that's part of discipleship. But if you're not making disciples, this should be a very big 
uh, uh, warning to you that you may not be in a place of following after Jesus, being a disciple yourself, because disciples of Jesus, by definition, by constitution, by what they are made of, they make other disciples. Yes. Yes. It cannot not happen. It's built into the model. And forgive this way of looking at it. You put a boy rabbit and a girl rabbit in a cage. Guess what's going to (laughs) happen? Baby rabbits. Baby rabbits everywhere. And more baby rabbits and more baby rabbits. (laughs) Right. This is what they do. They recreate. They reproduce. Um, We as followers of Jesus. That was a big take home from your section. Particularly. It's like, whoa, it's it's not just like, okay, if I follow Jesus, I should be thinking about, you know, how to make. No. No, well, that's where, like, I didn't, I didn't unpack it a lot because we had a limited time, right? But my the image was of a coin, right? I mean, yep. it really, like, on the one side, it's being a disciple. Mm-hmm. The other, side, like, you can't, you can't, you know, shear that coin in half. And like, well, I just want to be. Is this disciple. another no, result no. of dualism, and asceticism uh... in our faith? <laughs> the bifurcation of the sacred and, and secular. Yeah, there you go. First Corinthians four fifteen through seventeen. You know, you you talked about the the scripture. Paul says, "Imitate me, as I imitate Christ." Um, and you asked this question, Josh, what are you recreating? And back to the potential bad response on a Saturday morning. What will that recreate? So if you have that bad response versus if, if I could, well, I mean, some of it, honestly, like uh, as, as kids, mm-hmm. our front row seat, our, our, our manual for, mm-hmm. well, lots of things, but in this case, specifically parenting comes from our parents, mm-hmm. right? So so if if I consistently respond to my children out of the flesh, guess mm-hmm. what? Odds are that's they the way they're going to gonna grow up and parent. Mm-hmm. That's, that's how they will parent. Yeah. Because that's what they saw. Yeah. Well, this is how dad functioned. Right. So I guess that's that's right. what it means to, to, to be a dad. Yeah. Is to scream at your kids to shut up on Saturday morning. Yep. And <laughs> God help us as fathers and, and mothers and, and uh, yeah, God help us in our homes because we do need God's grace and mercy in those areas. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe in closing, if you don't have other things, Josh, you talked about uh, essentially the two characters in the scripture, Paul and Timothy, which for those who aren't maybe head, uh, you know, neck deep in the scriptures, essentially that question of who is your Paul and who's your Timothy is who is pouring into you. So who is your Paul? Who, who is the person who's 20 years down the road from where you are? That is, that is filling your cup and that you're patterning your life after. Mm-hmm. Right. And then the other question, Timothy was, was Paul's protege. Uh, Timothy learned from Paul. That's where we get some of the letters. First and second Timothy, Paul wrote those to young Timothy. Who are you pouring into? So if you are a Paul, uh, well, you could even be a Timothy who's pouring into a yeah, well, and, the, and, that's, and that's the, that's the important thing, right? Yeah. Like, like it's not it's like not that oh, you're everybody's well, a Paul. I, I have to, right. no, no, but I mean, you you can be a Paul to somebody, yes, and you know, a so, little Paul, yeah. So the, the, you should have people that you you yeah. know are pouring into, yeah, right. Maybe that's you know, uh, well, like in our in our student ministries at at, at, at Radiant Life, mm-hmm. right? We have small group leaders. Yep, right? they're pouring into these kids that are in their small groups. Yeah, those are Timothys to them. Yep. Right? Yep. And and ideally they have people that are pouring into them. Right? Mm-hmm. So like Rasika tries to pour into them. Like mm-hmm. they they come mm-hmm. to church, you know, whatever. It's it's this trickle down thing. Yeah. Like we we're always overflowing. It's one of those like those little waterfalls where it spills into this cup and then it overflows down into this yep. cup and then it overflows into this cup and then that cup. Yeah. Like that's what eternally. That's kind of what discipleship is. Mm-hmm. Like forever and ever, amen. 
So <laughs> yes, and it's a reason why there's this great cloud of of, uh, of saints as well, right? We see oh, this hall of faith in Hebrews. Uh, there's all these examples that we see in scriptures of the Pauls and the Timothys. Um, Josh, anything else? Uh, no, because I'm just looking at the clock, and I. <laughs> You gotta I'm supposed go. to go meet somebody at 11 o'clock. You got to go. Uh, so We got time. Okay, guys. Uh, episode 52. Uh, we want you to like, subscribe, and share. I don't know where we're at on subscribers, but don't forget when we get to 1,000 subscribers, we will do something super, super cool. We have an exciting uh, thing to do. So we want to encourage you guys. God bless you. Um, share this, like I said, with other folks and come back for episode 53 uh, next week on Radiant Reflections. Thanks for listening to Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. We hope today's edition of Radiant Reflections has helped you live like Jesus and share his love with your family, friends, and neighbors. To learn more about the church family this podcast originates from, check out theradiantlife.church. That's theradiantlife.church. Maybe you have some questions after listening today. We'd love to hear from you. Send an email to podcast at theradiantlife.church. That's podcast at theradiantlife.church. Don't forget to subscribe to the Radiant Reflections podcast. When you subscribe, you'll always have the latest content delivered right to your phone from the Radiant Life Church. We'd also be grateful if you could rate and review Radiant Reflections. Every time we receive a five-star review, more people learn about this podcast. We also want to encourage you to share this podcast on social media and with your friends and family. Join us next time for another edition of Radiant Reflections.